Light that Sparkfire Nation, a JLD here, and welcome to episode 1653 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Check out our free podcasting course so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast, freepodcastcourse.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Anna Akbari. Anna, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Yes. Anna is a sociologist, <laughs> writer, and entrepreneur. She's the founder of Sociology of Style, an image and life coaching company. And she's also a partner in HVCK, a Silicon Valley innovation consultancy. She is a frequent public speaker and media personality and has written for and been featured by Forbes, CNN, The Atlantic, The Economist, and dozens more. Her new book is Startup Your Life, Hustle and Hack Your Way to Happiness. Anna, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. My personal life? Well, I uh, I live in California. I moved from New York over to California and I used to focus a lot on as a professor and an academic and now I'm all entrepreneur and writer. So it's been a great transition. Love all of that. We're going to be diving more into your transition, your journey and Fire Nation. If you recognize the name, the voice, um, you have a good memory because Anna was episode 118, which was over 1,550 episodes ago, which is just wow. mind-blowing, Anna. I mean, it's been a while because that, that also equates the number of days as well. So we haven't yeah. been on a podcast episode together for over 1,500 days. And uh, go back and listen to episode 118, Fire Nation. You'll have a blast with that. But let's fast forward to today, and I kind of want to talk about right now what you consider your area of expertise. What is that? Well, I'm a sociologist. So I that's the easiest and most succinct way for me to talk about my general expertise. But if I go a little bit deeper, I would put it in a couple of camps. One is image, so the sociology of image or the semiotics of self-presentation. And and each of these things I channel in different entrepreneurial ways. The second is uh, applying the sociology of the workplace, really, um, to an innovation landscape. So helping large corporations to think and operate more like startups. Um, and the third would be uh, applying this same discipline to our personal lives, to, to self-optimize. So happiness and well-being. And that gets into sort of the self-help realm that my current book is in. So within that area of expertise, like what's something that we just don't know because we're not experts in that, but we should know as entrepreneurs? I don't think as entrepreneurs, there's enough emphasis on the people that you surround yourself with um, and putting the necessary work into investing in relationships. I think too often as entrepreneurs, we think it's this sort of solo pursuit. Um, and, you know, in my book, I have a chapter on relationships and I talk about everything from our dating culture to finding long-term relationship flow. But I also address the importance of what I call creating and nurturing life VCs. Um, so life venture capitalists. And, you know, if you look at some of uh, a a somewhat recent phenomenon of ghosting. Are you familiar with this term? No. So ghosting is when you've had maybe um, a, 
a business meeting with someone or you've pitched to, uh, maybe you've pitched to an investor or maybe it's in your personal life where you've been on a few dates with someone and then the other person just completely disappears and never responds to you again. Now, there's a huge uptick in this currently and you can imagine why. It's because technology makes it that much easier to imagine people as being disposable. Mm. But what happens when we do things like ghost ghosting is we cut off the opportunity to continue to nurture those relationships and make them our long-term life VCs. And what I mean by life VCs are, these are individuals who make valuable introductions, who counsel us when we need advice, um, who, you know, who may add strategic value to our companies or, or make an intro that makes all the difference when we least expect it. And these are not necessarily formal mentors. They might not even be the smartest people in the room, but they're individuals who are part of our larger network. And so fueling that long-term value feedback loop is really, really important to our our professional success, particularly as entrepreneurs, because we don't have sort of the infrastructure of a large organization to lean back on, right? It's all our network that we're creating. So I really believe you're only as good as the company you keep. And we hear that a lot, but we forget the second part of that equation, which is that it's also about the work you put into keeping the company around. And I think too often we do what I call a sort of drive-by business card exchange, and maybe we link in with someone and then that's it. We think they're going to be valuable to us and relationships take nurturing. I love that. And I will say Fire Nation is fully aware of the importance of who you surround yourself with because I end every episode now 1,654 of them with you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with AA and JLD today. So keep up the heat. But I'm glad you went deeper there and talked about ghosting, you know, something that I'd never yeah. heard it about and just the incredible value of realizing that, hey, this person that, you know, I might either a personal relationship or business relationship, if they don't end it the right way, like respectfully, like, like a, like a, you know, gentleman or like a woman or like a lady, yeah. then I'm cutting off an opportunity that down the road, this could be a great opportunity for me. So don't you ghost fire nation, no ghosting for you. I challenge everyone to have a no ghosting policy <laughs> in their, both their professional and their personal lives. The time it takes you to write someone back and say, I don't think the timing is right. Yeah but let's keep in touch. That actually saves you time because then that person doesn't have to continue yeah. to keep courting and pursuing you and just reading those e emails that are going to keep coming in from them. <laughs> that takes time. So just do the right thing and it will pay off in the long <laughs> And kind of like on a, on a very similar note, but in a, in a kind of a funny way, like I'll get these emails all the time from, you know, these companies that are saying, we are SEO experts, you know, our, our right, company's based right. in India, blah, blah, blah. And like, of course, like I'm not going to answer them because it's a very um, boilerplate email. They're not emailing it to me. They're emailing it to a million people at once. Of course. But the problem problem is if you don't answer that email, then it just goes on repeat and they just, the same one comes the next day and the next day. But I, I did notice that if you do reply and I just reply with a no thanks, um, then it's, it's off, it's done. And I, I never hear yep. from them again. So it's really yep. interesting. Don't ghost anywhere. So Anna, <laughs> 1,500 plus days since we've chatted last on EO Fire. A lot's happened in your world since then. 
What would you say is the worst thing that's happened on a business level? Like, let's talk about the worst entrepreneurial moment that you've experienced since you were last on EO Fire, which I actually love having guests that are this um, big of a gap between when I first had you on and then now, because you've had a lot of time to have successes, but also some failures. And I think it's great for listeners to realize that, hey, just because you're on EO Fire doesn't mean you're this rocket ship to the moon. You're still going to have to live life and have struggles and obstacles. So what's the worst moment that you've experienced to date? It's interesting because I actually look back at what I had talked about last time as my worst entrepreneurial moment, uh-huh. and it was a pretty big one. I had been working on a startup for about 18 months, and we ended up not getting investment, not getting the traction we needed, and it was just a personal and professional low for me. Yeah. But what that allowed me to do was to realize what had been standing in front of me all along, which is another company that I'd sort of quietly been working on on the side, which ended up being Sociology of Style. And so I was able to relaunch that, which brings me to then my next worst entrepreneurial <laughs> which which happened which which was both this this um, and this happens a lot I think in the entrepreneurial world where you have this this oh, yeah. incredible high and then boom something can can really um, plummet so what happened was my my company we we relaunched we had some good success and we ended up um, being a sort of it was sort of an acquisition of an existing company that was in Silicon Valley so I was able to merge my company with theirs and they had significant investment. And I was also able to bring all of my team on board, which was really just so satisfying for me. Um, And these were people I had really strong connections with. And then within a matter, uh, and I moved across the country and made this work also. And then within about six weeks, that company had some internal issues and decided that they wanted to halt everything mm. and move in a completely different direction. And I was informed that I could take my company back, but that we all need to go and, you know, figure out a different um, outlet for regular compensation. <laughs> and that was, that was, of course, a momentary setback. And what was most devastating for me was needing to tell my team that that happened. It was nothing that we could foresee. It was, you know, we'd done our due diligence, we'd done everything, but this is just the way it rolls sometimes in an entrepreneurial world. So we ended up taking the company back and I started working also in the innovation space. So two good things came from this. One, I got to keep my company and we we ended up expanding in a completely different area where we still continue to do consulting, but also expanded into the digital realm where I was able to scale my services uh, using online digital courses. So that was great. And I don't think I would have gone that direction had we continued to move more in the editorial space as we were before. And two, it forced me to create another income stream, which led me to the innovation consulting. So at the end of the day, again, I'm so grateful that things happened the way that they did, but it was a pretty devastating moment when it happened. I love the diversification of income streams, Fire Nation, because that just makes you stronger as a business. It makes you stronger as an individual because, man, it's a roller coaster out there. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you know, when we have a new election, when we have new policies that are passed. Like, we don't know what's going to happen in this world so that we can take a couple hits in some areas if we have other areas that are rocking and rolling. You know, that's why, like, I expanded our lines into, like, physical products that are low end, like the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal, because, hey, there might be a day when somebody doesn't want a podcast or podcasting is not cool anymore. So if I'm just relying on, selling a course that teaches podcasting and nobody wants to podcast, then guess what? My business isn't great all of a sudden. So what are you doing to diversify your income? And 
And you've had a lot of great ideas over the last 1,500 days. You've acted on some of them. You've ignored some of them, rightfully so, because we can't do everything, all these no. great ideas that we have. But what's one of the greatest that you've had in the last you know, few years that you have acted upon? What is that story? Well, you know, I I don't know if you're talking more from an actual kind of product concept uh, perspective or from kind of a personal aha moment. You know, I think um, it would just be whatever you think of those either or that would be the best story to tell. I mean, I think that we can just get into it. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think it's that I stopped doing exclusively what seemed most immediately practical professionally. And I started operating from my heart. And that is really what precipitated my move from New York to California. Yes, I ended up getting this great offer. But the only reason I got that offer is because I imposed a six-month deadline on myself to shake up my life and to radically changed the way I lived, where I lived, and what I was doing. I even explored, when I was still in New York, I even explored, um, and I know you were in the military, um, working as a social scientist uh, in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. um, and And unfortunately, that program ended up sort of getting closed down right before I was going to do it. But even just the exploration of that got my mind going in such a different direction and got me excited about my everyday work in a very, very different way. Um, and so it was when I imposed the six-month deadline and I knew I wanted to move to California. And I wanted to move there not because it seemed so obviously um, beneficial for me professionally, but because it's where I knew I was the better version of myself for me personally. I just knew that. And that's not true for everyone, but that's where I was I always really was thriving as a human being. And so I decided to explore all possible avenues there. And it just so turns out that it's because I did that, that I was able to then get the deal where we merged the company and they moved us there. Now, granted, I just told the story about how that didn't end up working out in the in the short term, but in the long term, it absolutely did. And it got me out there. Hmm. So, you know, for me, I, it's really... I. I advocate for everyone to have a mantra for themselves. What is it what what is it they seek and are they allowing it to find them? And that mantra should always bring them back to that. And it can be as simple or as complex as they want. It can evolve slightly, but don't lose sight of that. And for me, once I started operating from that place, interestingly, even more professional success followed me. And that wasn't necessarily something that I could have predicted just based on the decision. Now, I'm going to go on a little different path here just because I'm I'm curious as a personal uh, note is, you know, I'm from Maine and basically 90% of of Mainers, you know, we live like in the southern eastern portion of the state. So we're like we're within like an hour and a half of like everybody in Maine, basically, or at least 90% of the population. So when I moved to California, it was really funny because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, John, like so-and-so just moved to California. You should definitely go visit them because, you know, they were just thinking that like, oh, like Maine, like everything's an hour away. But when people were like, oh, I moved to California, I'm like... (laughs) I'm like that person's in San Francisco. That's like that's like a 19 hour drive or whatever. Like it's like it's so not close. So like where in California were you drawn to and why? Because I'm just kind of curious because you were obviously yeah. drawn to that to, to the West Coast as actually I was. That's why I went to San Diego. But where were you drawn to and why? 
Well, it's interesting because I was drawn to Southern California, specifically to Los Angeles, um, but more of the immediate professional opportunities were coming up in the Bay Area, in San Francisco. And so I thought, okay, well, at least it'll get me out to California if I decide to leap into the SF area and then I could always migrate Mm. south. So I took it incrementally, you know, And, and it turns out I absolutely needed to be in the Bay Area. That's where I met my business partner. That's where I really got my grounding in the startup and innovation space that's that's there and very different than the New York startup scene. And so I spent several years there. And then once that was all established, it was it was then time. It was okay for me to move down to the LA area, which I currently live in, um, in Venice Beach, because what attracted me to LA was the beachiness yeah, <laughs> and the, the weather, weather. But, <laughs> but also, but also the creative vibe um, and the diversity. And those are two things that I that I had in New York, but but didn't wasn't able to recreate quite as much in the Bay Area. So LA is this 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 really nice balance between still getting some of the New York stuff, but then very much being West Coast. Operating from your heart, Fire Nation. Ask yourself that. Are you currently operating from your heart? And if the answer is no, like don't don't be hard on yourself, but maybe just start taking steps to move in that direction. It's not going to happen overnight. We all have lives. We all have businesses, whatever. But it'd be nice to start trying to align yourself in that direction so that maybe one, two, five years from now, you can be fully saying yes to that question. And for yeah. you, Anna, in 2017, what are you most fired up about today? Well, you know, my book just launched uh, last month. And so one of the, you know, so from a professional standpoint, one of the things I'm really excited about, and I think this is true whenever you're an entrepreneur or a writer and you're putting anything out there, is you never know who that item, that product, that brand is going to resonate with the most. We can, we can sort of hypothesize, but you never really know until it's out there. And one of the things I'm really excited about is that this thing that I've released, the book and the sort of movement around it, is that it's not just connecting with, say, tech entrepreneurs, but also blue-collar entrepreneurs, individuals who might, you know, own a plumbing business or work as contractors, people who are every bit as entrepreneurial, but which, you know, most entrepreneurial advice isn't always directly targeted to. And this book is really resonating with them. Even, and this is another really fascinating niche population and one that I am personally very passionate about, and that's um, current and formerly incarcerated um, men and women. Mm. So it's a, it's, a t- it's a demographic that I've done a lot of work with in terms of mentoring and just in terms of um, you know helping them to re-envision themselves as entrepreneurs and using that entrepreneurial spirit to turn their lives around. And it's really this message about taking control of your life and thoughtfully creating the life you want, regardless of where you started from. And so I love getting feedback from demographic niche areas that I wasn't initially anticipating resonating with. And they're finding they're finding a connection with me and my story. And it's just incredibly um, satisfying and rewarding. Startup your life, hustle and hack your way to happiness. Love that. Fire Nation, don't you go anywhere because we're about to crush the lightning round after we thank our sponsors. 
Fire Nation, are you preparing to grow your team? Then you're probably wondering where the best place to post your job is in order to find the best candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, then look no further than Zip Recruiter. With Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. We posted a job to Zip Recruiter, and within a few days, we had over 60 qualified candidates. Sounds like a lot of resumes to go through, doesn't it? Well, that's the great thing about about Zip Recruiter, you can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast, straight from your dashboard. Find out today why Zip Recruiter has been featured on Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, and many others, and why it's been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on Zip Recruiter for free by visiting ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. And one more time, try it for free. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Living a healthy lifestyle is definitely about working out, but it's so much more about the foods you put into your body. And because health and wellness is a huge focus of mine for 2017, I know I need to commit to the time it takes to plan out my meals, don't have all that time, then you'll love Sun Basket. Sun Basket delivers delicious, healthy recipes and fresh ingredients straight to your door. It's healthy cooking made easy. Sun Basket offers paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian breakfast and family options created by an award-winning chef and approved by nutritionists. With every delivery, you'll get organic, non-GMO ingredients from the best farms and fishermen. Each meal also comes with pre-measured fresh ingredients and easy-to-follow directions so you know it's time in the kitchen well spent. Visit sunbasket.com slash fire today and get your first three meals free. That's sunbasket.com slash fire to get three healthy, easy to prepare meals free. Sunbasket.com slash fire. Anna, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think I underestimated how much I never, ever wanted to work for someone else again. (laughs) (laughs) And once you eliminate offices, traditional offices (laughs) and bosses from any part of your acceptable professional narrative, it's pretty clear that entrepreneurship is the only path for you. So (laughs) (laughs) what is the best advice you've ever received? To not let ambition um, confuse you into thinking you can't also be kind. Um, And, you know, that when you find a place for ambition and altruism to coexist, that's when you really start to thrive and you start to connect with people. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? You know, I eat the same thing every day for breakfast and lunch, and that makes me feel great. And what is it? I make my own paleo grainless granola um, with a bunch of nuts and seeds, and I I cook that up for several weeks, and I eat off of that, and I have some sliced strawberries and unsweetened um, almond milk and green tea. That's what I eat for breakfast, and then for lunch, I always have eggs and greens and avocado. Mm. Um, and, and that makes me feel fantastic, and I don't have to make that choice. Uh, but the other thing that I think also... Uh, contributes is a habit that contributes to my success is that I make a habit of mixing business and pleasure. 
And I want to work with people I like socializing with and I like to socialize with people I can create and collaborate with. And so I think it's really important to note that the old days of keeping work and play totally separate is really no longer relevant. Um, so, you know, you have to find where you're comfortable with commingling the two, but you really can benefit from consciously blurring those spheres, I think. If you could share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation, what would it be? You know, I think there's so many obvious tech tools that everyone already knows about, like Evernote, Slack, Uber. But I find startups that aren't marketed as business apps per se or tools to be just as crucial to my success. So for instance, I love SHIP, S-H-Y-P, which eliminates my need to go to the post office or worry about packaging anything up. Uh, Instacart eliminates the time I have to spend roaming the grocery store. Uber Eats for when I don't have time to prepare my own food and need something really good fast. Um, You know, Hotel Tonight allows me to find nice, cool, affordable hotels when I'm traveling. Or I love this one, Bloom That allows me to send beautiful, tasteful gifts, gifts to people that I do business with or just care about on the fly. And the reason I'm mentioning these is because they change the way I live. And as a result, they change how I do business. Um, they foster efficiency, health, and thoughtfulness. And those are all three key principles to how I live and work. And I think that we could maybe boil them all down to my philosophy and one I'm sure you've heard of a lot too, is that I only want to do things that either make me money or make me happy. And so these apps help to eliminate or diminish everything else. Isn't this just a great world that we live in? Oh, amazing. amazing. I mean, I don't know how I operated without all of those I mean, I was, you know, I'm reading these books. I talked about this a few episodes ago. I'm reading Sapiens, which is a great book, and also um, Guns, Germs, and Steel. They talk about how the vast majority of men and women's days before was just finding fresh water and then finding yes. food. And that was the whole day. And then their day was over. Yeah. So, like, they didn't, they couldn't do anything else. It was just that. It was survival. And, and now, like, all these things that you mentioned, like, what yeah. they really give to you, Anna, is they give you time to, to take back and not go to the par- you know to the grocery store, find a parking space, wander yeah, around, yeah. check out. They give yeah. you all that time back for you to create and spend doing what you want to do or giving back to or earn business. So that's where the magic is. And that's where the opportunity is too. I mean, Fire Nation, totally. if you can give people back time, then you're going to win. Like that's what's going to win. So if you could recommend one book, and of course this book is going to join Start Up Your Life on our right. bookshelves, <laughs> what would that book be and why? So yes, aside from my own book, um, I, you know, I recently read Sebastian Younger's Tribe. Have you read that? So good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I don't know if that's one that people have mentioned in the past, but I wish it were longer. Um, but, but I think it touches on something that's so crucial and that works back to the first thing we were talking about with regard to relationships. It really speaks to connection, the importance of it, and, and the fact that we need to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. It's huge. And I think he makes a really compelling case for why that's largely currently missing from our culture and our lives. And so we have to actively create that for ourselves. Anna, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Embracing a life in transition is huge. Uh, Remembering that change isn't coming it's already here. So living for the everyday minutiae, for the small stuff, not these big milestones someday will increase our happiness and success exponentially. 
And if people want to find me, they can go to AnnaAkbari.com, SociologyOfStyle.com, HVCK.co. Um, of course, Startup Your Life is available at all major booksellers, including Amazon. And as a gift for Fire Nation, um, my online video courses were offering 30% off uh, for your listeners. So I will send you those links, but it's going to be startupyour.life slash fire, sociologyofstyle.com slash fire, winhackathons.com slash fire. Wow, this is exciting. Why? Because you, Fire Nation, are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with AA and JLD today, so keep up the heat. If you head over to eofire.com and just type Anna in the search bar, both episode 118 and this episode will pop right up with links to everything that Anna mentioned because we're going to be putting up those links for you to get 30% off all of the awesome courses. So get on over there, eofire.com, type Anna in the search bar. That show notes page will be chock full of everything. And Anna, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Anna today. And if you want to create your dream life one step at a time, check out my book, howtofinallywin.com. This is going to be where you can create your dream life just that one step at a time, and I will catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. If you want to find the perfect hire, then look no further than Zip Recruiter. Right now, you can post jobs on Zip Recruiter for free by visiting ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. And one more time, try it for free. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire.